The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 246. Saturday, July 19th, 2014. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 246. I am Rob. You are Greg. Hello! And we have a lot of updates. <laughs> A lot of pop culture. We are the ultimate pop culture podcast. Uh, are we now? And we have many, many, many updates <sighs> since last since the last episode a couple weeks ago, <sighs> a few weeks ago. Seems like a lot longer. So, <laughs> uh, who do you want to? Are uh, you go? You start. <laughs> I start, you start. Uh, I'm starting with the celebrity deaths. The, the... Let's see, we pull up... Quite a few. Pull up deadoraliveinfo.com. And yes, there are... All right, get this thing out of here. Stupid floating ad. All right. Uh, all right I have I, an issue with these things. I have... Uh, all right, start over. Take two. This is the Paunch Stevenson. No, <laughs> do it again. All right, deadoraliveinfo.com. Celebrity deaths. Born. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna rattle these off here. Pay our. Gonna, okay. Pay our respects. <laughs> the first is the first time you've ever termed it that way. <laughs> no. No, I've termed it that way. No, you've never have, no. Or pay tribute or whatever whatever I say. Uh, all right. Usually don't have much nice to say about these people. It depends. <laughs> so, born April 27th, 1932. Okay. Died June 15th, 24... Why am I laughing? See, this is what <laughs> I mean! <laughs> No respect! No, you made me... No, no, me! Hey! No, it's not, not the big man. <laughs> Here we go again! No respect for the dead! Hey, the big man back! No, back it's, uh... the grave! Born April 27th, 1932. Died June 15th, 2014. 82 years old. Hey, Scoob! Zoinks! That is terrible. Casey Kasem. Hey, it's me, Cliff Jumper, Casey Kasem, that America's Top 40. That wasn't any better. No? No, Scoob. <laughs> hey, Scoob. Do you want a Scooby snack? Okay, Raggy. <laughs> so Casey Kasem, who... Yeah. I'll tell you in a second. Was his real name Kasem? Yes, so Kamal Kasem. He is... Um, he was born in Detroit, Michigan in 1932 to Lebanese yeah. Druze immigrant parents. Yeah, he was born in Detroit, Michigan. Don't know what Druze means. You know who else was born in Detroit, Michigan? <laughs> The Sugar it's a, Man. Yeah, it's a cold fact. <laughs> I love right. the Sugar Man. I love Rodriguez. Yes. We both do. Uh, so, yeah. Are, so I, Have you worn the t-shirt? I have, yes. Mm. A couple times. So, uh, <clears throat> we know... I mean, well, we know Casey Case for a lot of things. Mm. He was on CBS FM 101.1 New York Radio for many years. Is that uh, where so, it was? Yeah. No. So I know. I. I mean, I. You know, I. I knew him from that, and also, he did some cartoon voices when we were growing up. Shaggy on Scooby Doo. Yes. Um, Cliff Jumper on the the Transformers. Yeah, he was also a Robin in one of the Batman, the Batman uh, Superman Hour, mm. the late sixties. Uh, and and yeah, a lot of cameos on, on a lot of different cartoons, but those were the main 
roles that he did, the the recurring roles that he Apparently did. he appeared on a Dean Martin celebrity roast as Adolf Hitler. <laughs> what? Roasting Don Rickles. Wow. Jeez. I'm a nice guy! Uh, Alright, so Casey Kasem is, uh, is dead. <laughs> well, he was also on the Transformers. He was also... Um, uh, Blue Streak, which is a very uh, shortly used character, and uh, and Teletran One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teletran One. <laughs> Teletran One. Where are the Decepticons? <laughs> they are at uh, <laughs> coordinates ninety yeah. degrees latitude, Optimus Prime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um... Yeah, obviously he had most... Parkinson's disease. Yeah, he kind of uh, fell apart there at the end, and then his wife, his uh, one of his, his last wife there, had uh, fought with the with the children overseeing him, and then in his last days they fought over him, and apparently he still hasn't been buried. Um, they're still fighting over where to bury him. Wow. So uh, Casey Kasem is still on ice. Jeez, still on ice. Um. Okay. All right. Next. So uh, yeah. So that was a that was a pretty big one. Uh, yeah. So, born May 9th, nineteen sixty. Died June sixteenth, twenty fourteen, from cancer. Fifty four years old. Major League Baseball Hall of Fame hitter for the San Diego Padres. Twenty years. Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn, yes. Award-winning baseball player. Yeah, left-handed hitter, uh, one of the one of the best hitters of all time. Uh, yeah. Always had a was at a very high average. Um, the one thing that I um, remembered him for as as a kid, teenager watching him play, was that he was he was very good and yet was kind of fat. <laughs> yeah, there were a few guys like that. Yeah, like, uh, Kirby Puckett was kind of uh, chubby. Yeah, S- Cecil Fielder. Yeah, he was very he was very fat. Are any of them still alive? Uh, just Cecil. Really? Wow. Just just Cecil. Huh. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Gwynn uh, had uh, cancer from the chewing tobacco. Oh come on! What? Ah. Uh, why? Why would they do that? Well, it, it's sort of a bit thing in professional baseball for it's been forever that they they like their their snuff, as it's called. But what is like uh, uh, chewing tobacco? Why? Why? You know, if I become a, a major league baseball player, why would I all of a sudden start chewing tobacco? I don't know. It's just a habit. You know that I they have. It, I mean, they find it very strange. Yeah. Is that even a thing anymore? Like people could still buy that chewing oh, it's tobacco. It's legal, yeah, sure. Wow. I think it's disgusting. It is. But <laughs> because you can't like swallow it, you gotta spit it somewhere. Yeah, into a bucket. <laughs> and we know how you like spitting. <laughs> Hate spitting. <laughs> Alright, so next one. You go. Oh, uh, I don't know who. Would, oh, um, I'll do this one here. Um, uh, he was born April the twenty fifth, nineteen thirty. He died June thirtieth, two thousand fourteen. He was eighty four. Why am I doing this like a game show host? <laughs> Paul Mazursky. Who is that? Uh, you mean Paul McCartney? No, he almost, he didn't quite die. I, I was a little sick in Japan. That's right. I don't know, I had some bad sushi. He was in Japan, right? He was sick. I, I don't know. Did they fly him back out of there to cancel all his shows? Did he eat the poison blowfish? He must have. <laughs> um, I don't know, either that or they, they were going to find him with more marijuana. Comes to the airport, so he ate it. <laughs> he probably did. Ate like a bag full of marijuana. <laughs> probably did. That's right, Lou. Yes. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? 
So, uh, Paul McCartney. No, Paul Mazursky. Uh, he was a famous uh, director, actor. Um, I, in particular, know him uh, from one of his later movies, which was uh, Two Days in the Valley. I love that movie. Okay. You've never do seen I, it. Do I know this guy? Nah, nah I don't, probably don't know him. But I really like that movie, and, and, that, and that movie starred uh, Danny Aiello and uh, James Spader, Charlize Theron. He looks familiar. Uh, Terry Hatcher was in that movie. One of the Carradine brothers was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Eric Stoltz. Wow. Uh, he has quite a cast. This guy looks familiar, but I don't know what I've seen him in. Well, he directed uh, Bob and... Uh, what, what, what the hell's that movie? Bob and Tom and Carol and Alice or... <laughs> Never heard of it. Never heard of that? No. It's like a famous uh, famous movie. Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. Never heard of it. Yeah. Alice from from uh, the Brady no. Bunch? No. Um, he directed a number of, um, you know, well-respected movies. Um, also as a writer. And uh, he... Um, uh, he was an actor as well. He was also oh, wait, in Curb wait, Your Enthusiasm. That's where I know him. I was just about to say, that's where I know him from. I think he was one of the guys who used to golf with uh, Larry David. Yeah. Uh, Jeff. Jeff. Uh, Jeff. And then he died, right? On the Is he, show. Oh, he was the guy that died, uh, had a heart attack on the, on the golf course? Yeah, and Larry David wanted his golf club back, but they buried him with it. Oh, right. <laughs> that's where I know him from. He has my golf clubs! <laughs> They're gonna bury him, Jeff. What? No, 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 no golf club. What? <laughs> no, Larry. What? Hey, the Goldbergs coming back for second season. Mm. Excellent show. It is. Um. Yeah. So he's dead. Yeah. And uh, let's see here. I guess we'll do. One more for this episode. Um, let's see here. He was born April 11th, 1947. He died June 28th, 2014. He was 67. Misash Taylor. Misash? Misash? Isn't that how you say his name? Misash? I, I don't know who this is. You don't know who that is from Designing Women? The black guy from Designing Women? Why would I watch Designing Women? (laughs) You remember Mannequin? Remember he was the the really, uh, the gay, super gay uh, uh, window dresser guy in Mannequin? I I, I don't remember. Come on, Mannequin, Andrew McCarthy. I know, I remember that. I don't, I just, I don't remember, it's not like I watched it in the last 20 years. Fine. Because the the irony is, he kept playing these gay guys. He wasn't gay. Well, hey, if, you know, he was. It's, it's he's an actor, an actor, acting, actor. Thank you. <laughs> um. By the way, speaking yeah. of John Lovitz, actor. Would you say in? middle in the middle of 2014 is yeah. john lovitz relevant or irrelevant <laughs> so complete 2014 1994 he was irrelevant okay high school high that was the end of that no that was <laughs> end of him so so yeah, i agree with that so can you explain to me why you know how there's all these singing competition shows, American Idol, The Voice, X Factor, America's yeah, Got Talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why, in the year 2014, is there a singing competition show? Yeah. And there are... It's... Get to the point! There are no contestants. It's no. It's John Lovitz... Okay. Coming out on stage dressed up as a different singer singing a song of that singer. What? John Lovitz coming out on stage as Billy what Idol. What show is this? 
I, I have to look it up, but it was it, like he he came out on stage dressed up like Billy Idol one episode. He came out on stage dressed up as Elton John one episode. What? I'm telling you, th- th- this makes I'm no singing s- and acting. Th- it makes Thank no you. no sense. Sing your face off. That's what uh, it's called. John Lovitz as Pavarotti on Sing Your Face Off. What? I'm telling you, this show makes no sense. It's only, it's just John Lovitz? There's a couple other people, but he's the main one. (laughs) It's idiotic. Sing your face off. Okay. Uh, Apparently, uh, Sebastian Bach is on it. Debbie from Poison. Debbie Gibson, nah, he was from uh, from Skid Row. Oh, Skid Row, yeah. But Debbie Gibson and Daryl Hammond are the judges. Okay. RuPaul, David Allen Greer, Carney Wilson, Richard Simmons. Were, yeah, they were judges. Tom Arnold, okay, Carmen Electra. Oh, I see, here are the, cont- the celebrity contestants, okay. Uh. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know, who's, who's Chinna Ann McLean? Who? I thought her. Isn't that uh, oh, 15 years old? There's an NBA player, Lisa Rinna. Oh, Lisa from, <laughs> from Celebrity of Wait a minute. But hold on a minute. What? How can you have four different actors, comedians, an NBA player, and Sebastian Bach? I mean, wouldn't he automatically win? <laughs> I don't know. He's Is a professional she... singer. Great. Greg, the show makes no sense. Why is this on the air? This is on ABC. Why? Well, it was only on for six weeks. It's gone now. But it shouldn't have been. It should have been on for zero weeks. Oh boy, this should have been like a like a. You and know. I'm looking at the scores. Uh, uh, John Lovitz and Dudes. <laughs> well. But it- I don't know. But this listen, is, this let me look. Pretty bad. Anybody who's watching, like any person under the age of, of probably like thirty three, yeah, is going to have no idea who any of these people are. Who? What twenty five, fifteen, twenty year old is going to know who Tom Arnold, and and David Allen Greer and John Lovitz and Sebastian Bach are? I don't know. Nobody. Oh, well. So, look, John Lovitz had to come out and dress up and sing like Elton John, Pavarotti, yeah. Billy Idol, Meatloaf, and Roy Orbison. Wait, they all had to dress up, or just he did? No, they. you had to come out in the full oh, costume, no. prosthetic makeup on your face to, like, to uh. look like the person. Oh, my God. Anyway, whatever. It's terrible. Yeah, very terrible. I mean, this is like like it. It should have been like a like a low budget YouTube show, not a network show. Oh well. Anyway, all right. Celebrity deaths. Oh, is that boy. it? Yeah, I think that's it for this episode. <laughs> all right, we're done. We're done with the show. That's it. All right. <laughs> no. How could we top that? John um, Lovitz. John Lovitz as uh, Roy Orbis. Paparazzi. Yeah. You should have seen the Billy Idol. It's like because uh, you know, John Lovitz is very fat. Yeah. Like coming out as you know the the punk rocker, the blonde hair Billy Idol. It was it was absurd. Acting. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, that's the ticket.
Okay, so one of the big new pieces of news has been the fate of Harrison Ford. Wait, wait, wait. What happened to Harrison Ford? On the Star Wars movie. Oh, on this, you got me worried for a second. Well, you got everybody worried. So apparently, you know, a few weeks ago they had started filming in, in London, you know, on the set. And, and Harrison Ford, you know, as Han Solo... And so I don't know what was happening. I guess there was some out, some exterior scene, and he was running around, and he ran past her. Well, I don't know what happened, but there was a hydraulic door to the Millennium Falcon, his ship, mm. and for some reason it, it broke or something and came down and came down right on Harrison Ford, on his head, on his leg. Oh, broke his leg. It did. Yes. Oh, so they have to halt production now. Well, they uh, they didn't know he had have, he had surgery, and you know I've seen pictures. He's walking around with this special uh, like brace, so he's able to walk around. And wow, yeah, but he's tough. But um, yeah, I mean they they basically they ha I think they had to halt production for a few weeks, and um, you know I, you know until like they can get to the point where he can at least do like close up scenes, I guess. You know, but, he uh, he just turned 72 recently. Yes. Yeah. 72. Yeah, so that was unfortunate to hear, but I'm happy that uh, he's uh, he's doing... He sounds like he's doing well, so... And uh, Kevin Smith... Kevin Smith visited the set. Nah, why? And, he's gonna uh, break more toilets? Because uh, he's a Star Wars Mac, and he came away in tears. Because of how bad it is? No, no, he just came away in tears. I guess he was so happy to see, like, all of the old sets that they'd recreated and, and the puppet, like I was saying, like the puppeted, uh, like the Muppet kind of characters and, and all that kind of stuff. So, huh. you know, we'll, we'll see what, what happens. But, uh, yeah, so Harrison Ford gave everybody a bit of a uh, of a scare. Could you? <laughs> Kevin Smith. Broke the toilet on the Millennium Falcon. It was Kevin Smith lean, went to lean on the door and it <laughs> broke and it fell over and crippled Harrison Ford. Oh, By the way, did you know that there was a silent film actor named Harrison Ford? So? No relation. Well, because it's such a, a, an unusual name. Two actors, both in the 1900s, both named Harrison Ford. All right. Well, if there's two actors named William Shatner, then I would be shocked. Yes, I'm the only Shatner there is. Um. So yeah, that was unfortunate, and uh, so I have some more bad news. So wait a minute. So, sorry. So uh, these guys, like, what is Mark Hamill in it? Yes. Carrie Fisher. Yes. So and her daughter. So these people are all in their sixties and seventies. Are they like? flying around in space in wheelchairs or something. Oh, or come like, on now. Like, what is going on? Come on now. How does this work? 
I don't know how it works. I mean, the movie hasn't come out yet. They're running through the Death Star, like, 72 years old, you know, shooting lasers and stuff. Hey, hey. We'll see. Hey. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Who shoots first? It better be Han. <laughs> I know. Come here, any of this Greedo shoots first crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, is it, hold on. Is this a sequel or a prequel? Now, these would be sequels, obviously. Okay. All right. Although, supposedly, there may be flashbacks um, to a time before the episode four, you know, 1977 Star Wars, because they said that they casted, uh, like I was saying, they casted one of Carrie, Fisher, Carrie Fisher's daughter, who I don't know how old she is, 1920, something like that. Um you know, as I guess as a young Leia. Hmm. For some reason. Now, I, I don't know. What if this and, new... And, and, and she does, obviously she doesn't look like Carrie Fisher, but she actually looks like a young Debbie Reynolds more than a young Carrie Fisher. Don't know who that is. You don't know Debbie Reynolds, the, fam- the famous actor, actress? What would I have seen her in? Ugh. Hold on, well, I'll, I'll I mean, look she her was up. in stuff in the '60s, you know, singing and dancing. She's Carrie Fisher's mother. I know Burt Reynolds. No. Hate Trebek. I've been watching the Norm Norm Macdonald live. As this season on YouTube has gone along, Norm has has looked like at the, the the start of the season. He looked vibrant mm-hmm. and energetic, and he was wearing nice clothes. Yeah. As the season has gone on. He, his clothes have gotten dirtier and more ra- like raggedy. <laughs> Why? His hair has gotten like all disheveled. He looks more and more just disheveled. <laughs> I don't know why. I wonder if that's a conscious decision. Most likely. So what I was going to say, so what if this Star Wars Part 7 movie comes out yeah. and you have Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Billy D. Williams, Carrie Fisher. Well, I don't know if Billy D. Williams is in it. Oh, well, well, whatever. You have all the, these... the Coat 45. The, yeah, the original cast. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we're sitting in the seats. New classic Star Wars is going to be awesome. Yeah! And they come on the screen. Yes. And they're hanging out on Tatooine or wherever. I, I, yeah. I don't know, because I don't know Star Wars, but... Of course not. I've never seen it. Or, or no, they're hanging out in the Mos Eisley Tavern. Yeah. And they're getting a drink, and they're like, "Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, Han! Uh, remember that time that we were flying around the Kessel Run, and then it flashes back, and it just shows clips of the old movie." Now, what sense would that make? <laughs> what if that? What if it turned out to be that? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they've hired J.J. Abrams and spent <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars to do that. But what if? They, what if it turned out to be that? Just well, like obviously a, a clip angry. show, a Star Wars clip show. Like, uh, oh yeah, that was good. Hey, what about that time we 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 were flying through the trench and we blew up the Death Star? Then they all look up and it, the screen gets all wavy uh, and then it goes back. That would be awesome. Uh, all right, it'd anyway. probably still be better than Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Come on, Jar Jar Binks. So. Now, speaking of Misash Taylor, that sounded like something Jar Jar Binks would say. Now, speaking of Misash Taylor, Annie. (laughs) God. Annie? If I ever hear that again, I will (laughs) murder. Um, A boy named Annie. (laughs) Misa. Misa Taylor! Misa, Misa Taylor! So what were you going to say? Um, so Misa Taylor, for some reason, portrayed uh, the character of Wedge. Oh. Who was one of the uh, the X-Wing pilots. Yeah. In one of the radio dramatizations back in the 80s. Uh. Star Wars. The actual actor... Scottish actor portrayed him in the original trilogy, Dennis Lawson. So, apparently they offered Dennis Lawson, you know, small role or cameo, whatever, to appear 
in this new movie is Wedge, and he turned it down because he said it would have bored him. <laughs> wow. Like, what is this imbecile? He's not doing anything. Would have bored him. I mean, seriously? Boring. What a boob. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, he's actually the uncle of Ewan McGregor. Who, Mesatch Taylor? No, Dennis Lawson. Oh. Ewan McGregor, who, of course, was uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in the uh, the uh, prequels. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, anyway, so, uh, I was getting to more bad news. Oh. So, even though we haven't been in there in ages, the Lowe's Historic Theater, Jersey City, Journal Square... Yeah, it's a lot of drama. So, yeah, so apparently the the city um, have kind of uh, backhanded them and are are going to turn over the the theater to this major promotion group. Uh, was it AEG? I don't know. So here's the thing: the 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 Lowe's Jersey Theater, Jersey City, across the street from the Journal Square Path Station was one of five Lowe's Wonder Theaters. It was built yes, in ni- yes, 1929. Yes. And it was a fully functioning movie theater until, what, the er- very early 1980s. Yeah. And by and that... It went, it, yeah, and it went on through disrepair, and then... Yeah. This, so this community organization, Friends of Lowe's... Volunteers. Yeah, volunteers. They got together, raised money starting in the late 80s, to refurbish it. And eventually they got it, I don't know, maybe 10, 10 or so years ago, to the point where they could begin to show movies again there. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, and we've gone there many times and seen old movies. Yeah. Um, many, many times. It was fantastic. Yeah. And we haven't been there in a while. I haven't been there a couple of years. Um, yeah, the selection hasn't... It's... It, it's been hit or miss the past few years, but yeah, and you know the other thing is we go to the uh, I at least go a lot of times to the Nava uh, video game uh, you know get together yeah. digital press and and it's always on the same night as that so North Atlantic video game aficionados so what was happened what happened there was you know they got it refurbished to a certain extent. But it needed more work. I mean, they needed to replace seats. They needed to fix the balcony. They needed to fix the fire escape right. on the outside of the building. They needed to fix bathrooms, to fix the backstage area, etc., etc., to do all these things before they could host, like, bigger acts. Right. You know, to, to fill the place and, and so forth and so on. And so... Well, like... The, to- you know, like the the in in Newark, the new where we saw Rodriguez, the New yeah. Jersey Performing Arts Center, like almost like a place like that, right? Well, so the the problem was they could never get the money to do that because the city the city was supposed to provide the funding and help them get loans, and they always dra- they kept dragging their feet, right? And so the new mayor of the, the last few years apparently had his had this idea. Well. uh uh, screw them. I'm just going to get circumvent them and make all this stuff up that they're the problem and nothing gets done because of them. Right. And turn it over to these big promoters. Um, and I even had volunteered... When I lived there, I had volunteered for yeah. them. Yeah. So, basically what happened was they, you know, he kind of went out when I did it and, you know, there's some threat of lawsuits, but I don't think there's much that the friends of Lowe's... I don't think there's much they can do about it. Uh, in reality, I mean, they, you know, their lease is up or something like that, and it's, you know, there's not much they can do, and the the crazy part is, this this big promoter that's going to come in, they are not going to go and spend the 10 or $20 million, whatever the heck they're talking about, to refurbish the place. They're not going to spend that. They want the city to spend it. So, in reality, I mean, all that's going to happen is this: the city is going to spend all this taxpayer money that they should have spent anyway to fix it up, and this big promoter is going to take over and, and, take all the, and take all the money. Yeah. And then, you know, the other problem is, 
You're up against the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in, in Newark, which is nearby. The Bergen Performing Arts Center, Bergen County, which is not that much, not that far away from there. Mm. And other places. The you know, New York City. Is, is the Wellmont still open in Montclair? Yeah, it's still open, but that's small. I mean, yeah, it's small, but still, like, there's. Yeah, I mean, there's so big many names other. come there. Yeah, I mean, there's so many other small places, uh, particularly in New York City, that you're going to be competing against. Uh, it's stupid. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just, I think it's a mistake. And unfortunately, it's probably the end of the, you know, the inexpensive old movie nights. Mm. You know, I don't think they'll be doing that there anymore. It's, it's too bad. I, there's another, of the five lows that you mentioned, the his, you know, these those those lows. Uh, what are they they the, called? The, the Wonder Theater. Wonder Theaters. Um, there is one called the Lowe's King Theater, which is in Brooklyn, and that's been under uh, restoration for the last few years. I think it may be open now, um, but that one was done with a total restoration uh, by New York City, and it will remain as an like an arts, you know, a community, you know, city arts building. So, uh, you know, which, but but again, that one is from what I've seen will be like completely 100% restored, which is the which is what should have happened to the the one in Journal Square. Um, I believe the other ones, there's one in the Bronx, I think, uh, one in Queens, and I think the last one is somewhere in in Upper Manhattan somewhere. I believe. I think they're all mostly like used by like churches or something, I don't know. But it's unfortunate, you know. We had uh, remember we had the after uh, after the final curtain, uh, Matt. We interviewed yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, about um, you know all these these classic theaters that had have come under disrepair and how he visits them and everything and um, photographs. Yes, he photographs them. Matt Lambros. Yeah, launchstevenson.com, uh, episode 205. Yeah, so um, so I believe that he actually has a... I think he did actually come out with uh, that coffee table book. Oh, good. I want to see... If he did, oh, I'm going to buy it. Oh, God, I don't remember. I, I think he, he either... Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm looking at his website. I thought I saw on Facebook that he had... I don't know if he had made the book or he was he was doing a book or, or maybe for a documentary he was providing... Um, uh, maybe that's what it was. Providing, like, uh, the photos for a documentary. Mm. Uh, I don't... <laughs> oh, for a... I think for a, an art exhibit. Oh, is that what it was? In New Mexico? Where? In New Mexico, really? I don't know. He probably he's probably involved in so many things. Yeah. Yes, I don't know if he's he's done the book yet. I, there was something something like that. Anyway, um, but yeah, so that that could be the end of the uh, the friends of Lowe's and the uh, Lowe's uh, Jersey Theater is very unfortunate. Man, I, this is the last thing I'll say about it. But I remember, so I I had lived pretty much right behind the theater for like three and yeah. a half years <laughs> three and a half years and um and yeah every all just fall winter and spring they would show the movies a few movies a month yeah. and it was like six dollars classic movie and it was great and and this old beautiful ornate theater that was almost fully restored to its original state and it was great it was it was probably one of the closest things to time travel that i'll ever experience <laughs> seriously i mean it's it sounds silly but it's it, it really was stepping back into a a, a different era yeah. and so out of all the movies i saw they were all you know most of them were very good, and, and I enjoyed it a lot, and I even got to see, uh, like, I, I grew up, uh, I had a lot of VHS videotapes of old Max Fleischer Popeye cartoons that were originally shown in the movie theater in the 1920s and 30s, and, yeah. and one time at this, at the, the Lowe's Jersey Theater, there was an animation festival, and they showed some of those old Popeye cartoons, like, I, 
I never thought in my life I would get to see a theatrical screening of these old cartoons. Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers, like all this stuff. It was, it was incredible. And, uh, and, and I remember, and, and they would show silent movies. And I had never really experienced a silent movie before. I mean, I've, of course, I know about them, I'm familiar with them, and are, but I just never got around to watching one. So I went... I'm like, oh, Buster Keaton, again, someone I'm kind of familiar with, never actually saw one of his movies, and it was uh, a Buster Keaton silent movie, it was called The General, which I reviewed on the on the Paunch Stevenson show right. many episodes ago, yes. but they had it was a silent movie, so back when the silent movies were you know back then at that time they would show the silent movie and there would be live music playing along with the movie yeah so here to go to this step back into 1929 in this theater and to see this this old silent movie buster keaton and have a live organist playing along with it is something i i never thought i would experience and the movie was incredible, and it just—it was the whole experience. The music, the the movie, the just everything, the surroundings. To, to lose that would be a, a very big shame. I feel like. Well, it would be, but again, you haven't gone there in like four years. So. <laughs> yeah, I, well, just because I haven't gone, that doesn't mean you know I want eh. other people to enjoy this experience. Like I said, it it really is like stepping back in time. Yeah. So anyway, I I hope it works out. Probably not. Oh well. Uh, nah. I mean, <laughs> I hope it works out. Um. Okay, so uh, still got a lot of stuff to get through here. Um. Let's see. What do we do here? What am I gonna do next? I'll do this. All right. So. A little celebrity encounter update from moi. Yeah. Moi. Moi. Uh, so, um, uh, back uh, about a month ago, not even a month ago, uh, probably about three weeks ago, I, uh, I went to uh, Manhattan, um, small theater, it's called the uh, Second Stage Theater. Uh, it wasn't actually even their main area. It was uh, the Uptown, so it was like 86th Street. Uh, in fact, it was it was like it was like a couple of blocks away from. Remember, we went to the Lost exhibit. Yeah, the uh, television show Lost. They had that special exhibit. I think that was four years ago. That was, no, it was longer than that. four, five years, four and a, a half long years time ago. ago. Uh, did we talk about that on the show? I think so. Yeah. All right. The show that you've still never seen. I'm I'm mentally preparing. Never. never. <laughs> to do a marathon. Will never happen. I w it will. It will. I, no, it won't. I, I assure you. It won't happen. It's going. To, I'm almost. I'm this, I'm this close to to starting the marathon. Oh, you're full of it. Uh, it will never happen. When did we talk about that? <laughs> I don't know if we did talk about that on here. We did. I don't think so. We did. I'm I'm scanning through the old posts here. I don't really see it. I'm telling you, it was episode 153. And that's probably why I don't see it. <laughs> okay, alright. June 25th. Oh, yeah, I see the picture. 2010. Yes. So it was yes. four years ago. Right. Right, yeah, almost exactly. Uh, yeah, so, uh, anyway, so it was in that same area. Um, very snooty area. Mm. Anyway, so I went there, and again, I'm not somebody who goes to see Broadway. No. I'm not either. even off-Broadway. Well, not, that's even worse. Uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, but I, there's no way I'm seeing a musical, obviously, it's not happening. So I went me, to see this play. Me neither. The hell voice was that? That was creepy. <laughs> I just said me neither. Uh, 
So I went there. It was this uh, play called American Hero. And it starred Jerry O'Connell. Was he playing G.I. Joe, a real American hero? (laughs) He was not, no. It's the code name for America's highly trained special mission. Who did that voice? I don't know. G.I. Joe. Uh, No. Peter Cullen or something. No, Um, no, so... um, Not to get off subject, but I was talking to Esteban on Facebook... And somebody on on his Facebook page said that that Peter Cullen again they had the bot con for the Transformers convention a little while ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know where it was, somewhere on the West Coast or something. So uh, Peter Cullen did not appear at the bot con. He appeared at some San Antonio comic convention. <laughs> why? I don't know. So I was like, well, why would he go to that? Why would he bot con? <laughs> And then the, some guy was like, Jack Ang- Jack Angel was at BotCon. And I'm like, so? He's like, Peter Cullen despises Jack Angel. Uh, why? I'm like, really? Is that true? And the guy didn't really answer. So I don't know if he was joking or not. But I don't know, maybe it is. Because when they did the uh, the Sunbow Actors Roundtable on those DVDs for Shout Factory. Yeah. Uh, they had Jack Angel, but they did not have Peter Cullen. Now, who did Jack Angel do the voice of? Well, he in well he was uh, uh, Ultra Magnus on the uh, Transformers cartoon show, uh-huh. and I don't know what he was in GI Joe to be honest. And who? Hey, did... you know, he did the voices that kind of sounded like Flash. Who did Ultra Magnus in in the movie? Robert Stack. <laughs> I know. I just wanted you to do that. Unsolved mysteries. I can't deal with that right now. Uh, so, yeah, so, I went to see, I went to see Jerry O'Connell, and I, I went for a couple of reasons. One was that I, because when I met him, when he, he guest hosted the live with the Regis and Kelly show, you know, I got a picture with him outside of the, of the, this, the building that day. But right. I didn't get his autograph, and the reason. So what I did was I I I I made my own sliders like mini poster, like an eleven by seventeen, basically, and I had it printed out at Costco. They do a very good job. They have what's called a lust luster luster lustry or something. Luster, luster. Yeah. <laughs> it's much better to get other than the the matte or the glossy. Because yeah, it's, it's kind of in between, right? The yeah, semi gloss. And it doesn't like when so when they sign it, it doesn't like smear or like loot you know, like like the the ink takes to it. Yeah. So I printed that out and I said, I'm gonna get him to sign this. And the reason is that in November there's a comic convention in Rhode Island that I, I think I'm gonna go to. Um that John Reese Davies is going to be there. He was on Sliders, of course. He was in Indiana Jones and Lord of the Rings. And he hasn't done a lot of U.S. conventions in a long time. Anyway, so I'm like, I'll get him on there, too. So anyway, um, now I could have gone to the theater, stood outside, and waited for Jerry O'Connell to get out, like some of the, the marked-out guys do. Right. But I wanted to see it. It was cheap. So, uh, he's in it. Uh, one of the female leads was Ari Grainer. She's, uh, she's in a lot of movies now. She was in that, uh, was that one with, uh, the fat guy? <laughs> the hell's his name? Uh, John Candy? Oh, Jonah Hill. Oh. The Babysitter one. What was that movie? Jonah Hill is like a babysitter. I, I forget. I don't remember the sitter. I think. Anyway, um, so she was in it too. It's just four cast members. So basically, um, they're in like a subway restaurant, and they're all working there, and and they all have their like these issues. Uh, this one girl, you know, is like a mess. She's taking care of her sick father. She works like ten jobs. The Ari Grainer, her character is like a slut <laughs> who's a mess. Uh, Jerry O'Connell uh, was a uh, uh, you know like a like 
an office guy, you know, had like an office job, then he lost it and got caught like cheating on his wife or something, and so he's a wreck. And then the owner is like this uh, Middle Eastern guy who just screams and, and yells on the phone and then disappears. And so there's this whole goofy thing where they have the restaurant and uh, the the guy didn't pay the bills so they don't get deliveries and then they're like no we can't we can't just quit we won't have any money so they start like making their own food like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and homemade cookies and all crazy stuff and it just gets out of control and there's a lot of funny lines and there was some singing like they all started singing uh oh god i can't remember it was an 80s song don't stop believing. I don't think so. Oh no, maybe it was. I think it was a Journey song. I don't know. But I don't think it was "Don't Stop Believing." It was a different Journey song. Uh, anyway, so uh, I think it was Journey. I don't remember. So oh, anyway, I'm... Jerry, <laughs> that's not Journey. What? No, that's Steve Perry oh, solo. Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. So um, yeah, so uh, it was very good. I forget how long it lasted. I think it was 90 minutes, no intermissions. And I, I was I was like, man, this is really good. I could go to some of these 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 small productions. It was very small. I mean, it was like maybe if there was 40 people in 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 this little you know theater, I'd be surprised. But it was cool, and you know Jerry was really funny and um, so on the way out, you know, I was standing in the lobby. And uh, she came out, and there was some guy who... I, I've seen this guy before and his wife at different events. They get everything signed. And I don't know, this stupid this stupid camera that I had... It was I had it on, like, silent mode for some reason. And when you have it in silent mode, the flash won't work. What, what is silent mode? Like, it doesn't make a noise. Huh. And appa so apparently that means the flash doesn't work. Uh, that doesn't... Wait, a flash doesn't make a sound? I don't know. So I couldn't figure out how to get it to work. So I had them take... So I was try trying to take the picture with Ari Grainer, and it came out, like, all dark and fuzzy. Uh. And then Jerry came out, and I couldn't get the damn thing. So finally I asked him, I'm like, look, I can't get this, this flash to work. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Let's go back inside. So we went inside where it was, you know, light, and he oh, had another man. guy take the picture. Oh, Jerry was really cool. He's really, really nice. You know, he signed it, and we were talking about the sliders for a little while. And, um, yeah, and then I, because I said, oh, I told him, I said, yeah, hey, I'm going to go see John Reese Davies. He's supposed to be at a convention in November. He's like, really? Wow. He's like, I haven't talked to him in years. He's like, <laughs> I'd love to talk to him again. He's like, you know, when we tried, we were th thinking about doing a Sliders movie like a couple of years ago, which I I, I knew about. Um, and um, he's like, yeah, you know, we we were trying to get in touch with him, but you know, I don't know where he was. He was living in like New Zealand or something. We couldn't get in <laughs> touch with him. Wow. So he's like, if you see him, tell him that we were looking for him. I was like, what? You you, you can't call his agent. But yeah, that was really cool. Um, and, you know, I got the picture with him. Jerry was really cool. And, um, yeah. And so that was nice. And um, and then the other uh, celebrity encounter I had was with the great Robert Vaughn. Really? Yes, Robert Vaughn. Still alive? Yeah. Wow. He's in what his was, 80s. How did you do that? Well, so, you know, I go on to markedout.com onto the forum and um, one of the guys there one of the regulars who we who we talked to at the Chiller Theater um, he must have been on some mailing list and he's like look there's this comic this like convention in New York City Robert Vaughn's gonna appear it was called the Dean Martin comic book convention <laughs> what I what is you got me that have to do with that like nothing to do with Dean Martin that's like a, a a Frank Sinatra video game convention. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. The only thing it had to do with was the fact that Dean Martin, one of his daughters, was there. Like, who cares? But who was that? One of Dean Martin's daughters. Th exactly. Who was that? I don't know. So, anyway, it's not like Nancy Sinatra. No. So it was in uh, the Holiday Inn on like Fifty Seventh Street or something. 
Midtown. So, I, I decided, um, because it, it was somewhat convenient, because he was going to appear early in the day, like around noon. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go out to that. I'll get home early. I can watch the World Cup, whatever. Um, so, you know, I, I took the train in, and I get there just in time. And what happened was I, I had I saw I knew that he was appearing. So I went on Facebook and I started investigating a little bit more and it turns out that there is this fan club for his show from the nineteen sixties, The Man from Uncle. <laughs> okay. In which he appeared his character was Napoleon Solo. And um so, you know, obviously these people are, are very old now who are fans of the show. And they call themselves Soloholics. Okay. But this one woman is, uh, she's from the South, but she's basically, you know, runs his official fan club. Robert Vaughn. Why Why is there a fan club? It's Robert Vaughn! He's great! I know, but I'm not saying he's not great, but an 80, a man who's going to be 82 years old needs a fan club? Uh, anyway... So I went on the Facebook page and I and I because they were talking about a special meet and greet just for the fan club. So I was like, "Hey, uh, you know, can I come to this thing?" Or, <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> they're like, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay." I don't know. So I show up. I buy the ticket. It was like fifteen bucks to get in. And I'm like, hey, where's this Q&A? And the ladies at the table's like, well, it's only for the fan club. Are you in the fan club? I'm like, well, not really, but I asked Tammy. She's the one that runs it. I asked her on Facebook. She's like, yeah, sure. And then they're like, okay. I'm like, come on. So I, I went up. It's in this, you know, little room there. And, I mean, there was like 12 people. Yeah, I was going to say the Robert Vaughn fan club is going to be picky now all of a sudden. Not solo holics. Yeah, the solo holics. <laughs> God, uh, I gotta show you a picture. Picture of of. Uh, I don't know if you could see this. Um, uh, let me see if I can get the. Uh... Well, Robert Vaughn has a Facebook page. It's uh, <laughs> facebook.com Robert Vaughn fans. Oh, so it's, so it's not fans. him. Well, no, I, I think it's this this woman that that runs it. So I don't. Can you get can you get access to it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. All right. So, you know, obviously, if you if you click on their pictures, um, you can you can see some of the uh, the pictures uh, from his. Uh, the, the q and I guess. I mean, maybe you have to scroll down or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, and, you know, I put them on my Flickr page, too. And I took... Uh, I didn't... Re I took the video, but I also recorded the audio of the, the Q&A. And I'll, I'll... I'll post that on the, on the website. Uh, our website. You know, with the... Probably as a separate file. Um, I have to say that... Looking through Robert Vaughn's filmography, yes, like, he's he's like <laughs> he's kind of done nothing. What? I mean, I I don't mean that literally. Like he has nothing. I mean, he has a hundred different things here, but it's all junk. No, it isn't. It's in the A team. But... He was in basketball. I exactly. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's like, you know, he wasn't in Superman. He was in Superman 3. Wow. He was in Chud Part 2. He was, you know, it's like... <laughs> it's in Puri Tang. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like all this low-level stuff. Low-budget oh, stuff. Most of what he did in the 50s and 60s and 70s, though, was actually very well thought of. Yeah. And he he was in Hustle for eight years. Uh, I love that show, the British show. Is he British? Anyway, huh? He's British. No. Oh. <laughs> well, it was, it, it was in Britain. Everybody else was British on the show except him. 
Anyway, so uh, Robert Vaughn, he lives in Connecticut, by the way. So they picked him up from there, brought him in there. He's very nice to come out for this this uh, comic book show. Um, so, yeah, so I sat there. He, they gave a Q&A for about 40 minutes. He told a lot of funny stories. Um, very nice man. And I was very happy that I was there because at the end, you know, he sat there and I, I got a picture with him sitting next to him. Um, because then later on, when when he did the signing, and I think it was like twenty or twenty five bucks, and he I got him to sign an eight by ten. Uh, I mean he would have taken a picture, but it was so like hectic there, the picture would have looked terrible. Yeah. So I was happy to have gotten one earlier, and and of course this is the best part is I got him to do a bumper. Really? Yes. Oh man. Yeah, it's like. This is Robert Vaughn. You are listening to the Paunch Stevenson Show. <laughs> does yes. He know what, does he know what that is? No. Well, it was so loud there. I, I was actually, and he has a hearing aid. I was actually surprised that he that he actually heard what I was telling him. Wow. And I I think like I couldn't hear him. I thought he didn't say it right, so I, I told him to say it again. And no, he did it again. He was really cool. Very nice. Very nice man. So, Vaughn, I forgot. I was going to ask you up there about... I, you did an interview on radio about like four or five years ago with Ron Bennington. It was on XM. It was unbelievable. It was like an hour, and you did it almost all on RFK and on the assassination. And, and the fact that Sir Han was innocent. I, mean, I believe that already. But you're... I mean, you had so much knowledge. And I think you really... It changed a lot of people's minds after listening. Yeah. There was a chapter in my autobiography devoted to me where it came If you haven't read it, pretty much sums it up. Do you think that they're ever going to... No. <laughs> I don't think so either. Could you do me a real fast statement? I have a, a, a podcast. Could you just do like an intro for me? Real fast. Do like... Uh, this is Robert Vaughn. You're listening to the Paunch Stevenson Show. Well, what's that first word? It's it's my personal podcast. Paunch. Paunch. Yeah. This is Robert Vaughn. You're listening to the Paunch Interview Show. Stevenson Show. Huh? Oh, did you get it right? I couldn't hear. Yeah, I get what is it? It's Paunch Stevenson. Paunch Stevenson. Yes. Show. This is Robert Vaughn. You're listening to the Paunch Stevenson Show. Wow. Thanks. So now we have bumpers from Robert Vaughn, Weird Al, Weird Al, Eliza Dushku, yes, and Dush. Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn, amongst others, I think. Do we have others? No, I think that's. I think those are the only real ones. Hmm. Why didn't we ask like Larry Kenny to do one? Because he's like he's gonna be like, what is what? What is? We well, did point? an interview. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. And that that bum. Uh, 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 jerky boy never called us back. Nope. Bum. Never like he. I, I'm telling you, we were emailing back and forth yeah. for a few weeks, and then he, and he just, just stopped. He just stopped. Yeah. Johnny uh, Johnny Brennan. Bum. Oh come on. Bought his his CD and everything. Come on. I know. Yeah. So uh, Robert Vaughn, that was very cool. Um, you know, you know what I've never seen is you know how if you go to the grocery store, you can buy a box like in the frozen aisle. You could buy a box of ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. And they come in a box. You open up the box, and they're individually wrapped in white paper. Yeah. And you open up the white paper, and it's the two chocolate outer like cookie thing. I know, yes, I think everybody knows what an ice cream sandwich and, is. Right, but my point is you have the two outer outer uh, chocolate cookie things. Yes. And then in the middle it's vanilla ice cream. Right? Yeah. I have never seen a, a an ice cream sandwich with chocolate ice cream in the middle. Oh, I'm sure that they've been made before. Never seen. It's always ever only vanilla. Okay. I just, I thought that was very strange. That is strange. <laughs> where that's, where, what that's leading into? Nothing. It's just an observation. Oh, by the way, it, all right, I will lead it into something. <laughs> okay. So, 
uh, a few weeks ago, well, about a, a little over a week ago, I was in uh, the Poconos, Pennsylvania. Okay. I went out there to the racetrack for the IndyCar race. So on the Sunday after the race, I was coming back home, and I was really hungry. So I needed to stop somewhere to eat, and I knew that there would be, like, nowhere on the highway, you know, as I was going. So I had to stop somewhere out there in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I'm driving around, and I drive around, and I find, all right, there's a Friendly's. Wow. Yeah. So I kind of know, all right, yeah, I'm like the thinking myself, yeah, I know Friendly's. I mean, you know, I could eat there. I drive up, and it is packed. Huh. I'm like, no, I'm too hungry. I'm not waiting. (laughs) So across the street, there's a DQ Grill. Okay. Also, I guess formerly known as Dairy Queen. Right. So it looked like it wasn't that crowded. So I'm like, okay. So I've never eaten at a DQ Grill before. Nor have I. Okay. So I walk in there. I look at the menu. And they have a small, you know, like a medium-sized salad uh, that, you know, was sort of like... It was, it was like a BLT salad. Remember, like, the one Wendy's used to have? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll get that. So I order it. Uh, half an hour later, still hasn't come out. What? I'm like, it's a salad. Right. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I was really angry. So, here's the reason that, you know, and the other problem here is insane. Apparently, the DQ Grill, they, you order something if you're eating it there, right? And they give you, like, a, a, a number. You take the number, you go to sit down. Sit wherever you want. So, when their food is ready, the, the servers don't come and ask for your food. You order it, you know, at the counter, they have a plate plate of food, and they start walking around the restaurant, inside and the outside area, yelling a number. What? 38! 41! What? They have no idea where the person whose order has sat. <laughs> this is the worst system I've ever seen. That's why there are other places that do that. Like, for example, Corner Bakery. Ugh. Well, that's gone. That closed well, down. Well, yeah, the one that the one near us. But yeah, but that was small, though. But yeah, but regardless, inside people sitting inside, people sitting outside. Yeah. And when I would order, it's like, okay, is it you're gonna stay? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna stay yeah. here, not not to take out. Okay, right. here's a number. Put this number on your table, mm. so that when the food is ready and we're walking around, we'll see your number and yeah. give it to you, not just be screaming out random numbers. <laughs> Well, that's what they were doing. So, that there was a guy who was yelling for, I swear, 15 minutes. I'm like, dude, by now the food is cold. They must have left. (laughs) So, what happened was the idiots had my salad in a bag on the counter, you know, where the people are supposed to pick the stuff up, and never said anything, never asked, never told me. Was sitting there for 20 minutes. Awful. Awful service. So never again. Oh, DQ without question. Grill. DQ Grill. Terrible. Thumbs down. Uh, all right. Anything else for this episode? I'm good. Okay. So let's stop. Yeah, that's it, ticket.